Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi, or Tracy and Tigo Venturi, whichever way, <laughs> you know, I, you're way more important than me. So uh, you're funny. Yeah. Anyway, we're on episode 462, talking about real estate in the Albuquerque area. And we are the Venturi Group with Real Broker. We have a great team of real estate agents, realtors here in Albuquerque, and love serving our buyers and sellers over the years. And continue doing that and we love talking about real estate so it's albuquerque real estate talk and tigo lots of good stuff this week right yeah. it's um we're going into fall it's almost balloon fiesta time the weather has just been ideal almost what a October. great oh my gosh great time to be out looking for property if you're interested in that which the best way to reach us speaking of give us a ring 505-448-8888 our website, welcomehomeabq.com, action-packed. Tigo, make sure that there's great information in there, whether you're looking uh, to buy, to sell, or just want to know about the market. We've got great yeah, I got, stuff. I got to tell a story. So I was at a uh, real estate uh, investors group. You know, there's these, you know, meetups, you know, where you, where you talk to different people. So it was real estate investors and people that own apartments and houses and different things. And, and uh, one guy came up and goes, you've got the best market data on your website. It's way better than anything else I can find anywhere else. And I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. So, and that, that's your intent is that, to make sure it's a resource. We know we have lots of realtors who listen to our show. Thank you for that. And who, you know, use the stats because we, some of the things you provide are really unique and, and they're right. They can't be found easily elsewhere. So thank you for that. Okay. Speaking of stats. Oh, statomatic. Here no, we go. No, no, no. This is, this is about you. So, oh. so, you know, we've been doing the show for a while and uh, what happened was a producer from CNBC, the, the financial uh, news channel, um, found us, found yes. you. Yes. Picked me out of YouTube. They said, yeah. And, uh, you were on the Power Lunch. They were doing a, what, what did they call it? It was... Uh, Powerhouse Across America or something. Hold on. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. What was it called? I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, it was, uh, they, they were uh, highlighting different real estate markets around the country. They had done uh, New York. Where was it? New York? They were in Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Yeah, fun and name. And what, Dayton, Ohio? And, and then, then Dallas or Dallas, Dallas Dallas and then here and I don't know where where they were after that because well I, I don't have time week. to watch that but yeah oh, that's tomorrow oh yeah. that's right we missed it yes we missed, it. we missed that day anyway yes I was on CNBC on national TV on their uh, power lunch segment it was so fun to talk about Albuquerque real estate however it went by so quickly I don't think I got it all out to say how amazing it is here in New Mexico but well, we uh, all know, fun. you know, we've all had those times where we're, where you, you go back and say, oh, I wish I would have said this. Oh, I wish I would have said that. I'm sure you had a bunch of that. I did. And, you know, when they asked the questions, um, it was hard because I wanted to say all these things about the beautiful land of enchantment and how people mostly say, oh, I've driven through Albuquerque before. And I wanted to say, you know, get off the freeway and see how beautiful our community is yeah. and all of the resources that we have both, you know, between mountains and skiing and golf courses and hiking and fly fishing and, you know, things that are so close to Albuquerque. Plus, you know, we talked about affordable housing and, you know, we housing is not that affordable right now. But, you know, when you look at Albuquerque compared to a lot of the bigger cities around the Southwest, we're more affordable. And yeah, I don't and that, know that we got that across. Yeah, I don't know if it came across. I think it did come across in the sense that they, they were highlighting a million dollar house in each one of these markets. And I, I, I could tell 
that she was like, wow, that's a lot of house for a million dollars. And yep. that's true. You know, you can get a lot of house for a million dollars in Albuquerque compared to a lot of these other markets. We are still, you know, lower price in many places in the country. Yep. So I know that's hard for people to accept that are trying to buy a house right now and looking at 8% mortgages and, you know, looking at a three hundred twenty or $420,000 average price. Uh, can we go there? You just said something that takes my breath away. You said 8% mortgage. I'm afraid so. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, if you look at the stats and they, they measure, you know, somebody that's very well qualified, you know, maybe he's going to get seven and a half, but you know, that, that's kind of the range now, seven and a half to, to eight. There's a lot now, now again, I, I, I should be careful there because there's so many other different, there's different programs, there's different ways you can do it. You know, even the MFA program might be something, the right. Mortgage Finance Authority program here the, in New Mexico. The State Down Payment Assistance Program. You know, speaking of a lot of the home builders here have some really great deals going on right now where they have bought a bulk of money and they're offering it for limited time until it's gone at lower interest rates. I saw 4.99 on one builder. I saw 5.25. I saw 5.99. And some of it is a temporary buy down, maybe for your first year or two while you own the home. So it's easier to get into it and get going while you're getting established. And then maybe it goes up to what current interest rates are right now. Um, however, if rates go down, you know, between now and when your rate goes up, you could always refinance into it, right? Yeah. And there's been a lot of conversation about that because a year ago, people were saying, you know, um, you know, marry the house, date the rate. And, right. and the, the point was, you know, buy the house now, the rate's going to go down. And a lot of people were projecting that rates were going to go down by this time. Um, now, right, where we're at now in September of 23, and they didn't. No, you know, and if fact, you bought it, up. I was going to say, if you bought a year ago and you were worried about, you know, buying a home with a rate at the highest in 20 years, well, it's actually gone up a little bit more. So you actually did good by buying then. However. And prices. So, okay, let's go through because, you know, we had a whole series of data and questions prepared for your CNBC interview. And of course, you know, it, it went it, fast. It went fast, man. It, it went, went fast. fast. We yeah. didn't get much out. Yeah. So let, I, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about though, cause we did some research and talked to uh, some people in the home building community this week in, in preparation for this. And um, what, what did we hear from the home builders here in the Albuquerque area? So we, you talked to Mackenzie Bishop of Abrazo Homes, owner, uh, co-owner of Abrazo text, Homes. texted with. You texted with them. Okay, of course, nobody <laughs> picks up the phone anymore. So the you know general builder sentiment is just as he said, right? Um, uncertainty, proceeding with caution, optimistic for the future, being careful not to get too many houses in the pipeline that would sit on the market, but that there's not a lot of inventory uh, oversupply sitting, waiting for the right buyer. Um, the, the favorable demographics here and the need for housing helps the home buyers feel pretty solid that they need to keep building you, builders. You said buyers, the builders, yeah, the yeah. builders. Um, but they still have issues with a lot of things. So a lot one of, of things. the things I keep hearing from home builders is there's no finished lots, you know, it, which is kind of funny. You think about, okay, you look outside and you go, there's land everywhere. Right. Well, you get out of town two miles yeah. and there's land everywhere, there's land every everywhere. direction. But, but the thing that, that's not available are finished, developed lots. You know, there, there's just not too many of them. And 
there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of them is it's a it's a two-year investment project where somebody has to sink a lot of money into, you know, doing that project. And there's not great financing for those type of things either. So it's 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 I'm gonna say risky investment in the sense that it's a long-term investment and you know, something might change. So what's happened is we've we've worked through all the oversupply of lots that we had, you know, after 2008. And now it's just, you know, trying to trying to build it back up. So um, there's definitely a shortage uh, of that. And, you know, right now, as we sit today, end of September, early October, there's there are, you know, new construction homes available and they're, you know, not selling quite as fast as they were, you know, here a few months ago. So there is some availability in new construction, but looking down the road, there's some concern that there's not going to be enough. We're not going to be building enough to to deal with the the short supply that we do have in our market for housing. Yep. There you go. So some of the other information, Tigo, price changes. So in August, homes that sold in August, we know they were up about 7% over homes that sold last August in price. So about 7% higher, um, which is interesting because when we look at a three-year average or a three-year number of what the uh, home price increase has been it's 44 percent yeah that that was interesting that was one of the data points we pulled out and we went back three years this is still not pre-pandemic but it was exactly three years back 44 percent over the last three years uh, home prices have appreciated so so the good news is at least in my opinion is that now it's only 7%. It's not 17% like we had in 2021. Right. right. And what we do expect, and this was some of the data that we were looking at, is this is the time of year we're going into fall. This is the time of year where home prices flatten out, right? We don't see a lot of big jumps between now and maybe next spring. It might even, home prices might actually come down a little bit between now and next March, but overall it will still be up year over year. That would be my expectation because we do we do we do see you know with the the rise in interest rates now just in the last month they have gone up that has i i think it's it's we can feel a slowing of the market for sure that the number of homes transacting is 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 down right but there were still 250 homes that went under contract in the last week in albuquerque so it's not like it stopped it's just slower than it was right right and also um there's still buyers out there, right? We still have demand for homes and we are still seeing some um, homes getting multiple offers, right? So one of the questions that came up on this CNBC interview that we were kind of talking about, but going all over the place was, um, what are your, uh, what are you seeing with buyers and sellers? What's their attitudes of buyers and sellers? And I thought you had a, a pretty good insight on that. Yeah, I wish they would have asked the question like I was ready for it. But, you know, in general, I was saying that I feel, Tico, like there's sort of a disconnect between what buyers are feeling and what sellers are feeling and not understanding each other's side right now. Buyers are wanting move-in, ready house, and they don't want an as-is purchase generally. They feel like they're paying top dollar and they have those higher interest rates. So they really want more from the seller. On the seller's side, they know it's more of a seller's market. Which and, it is technically. Right. So it's a higher price. And they're saying, yeah, if you want my house, I don't want to make that repair or I want to sell it as is. Just not as many concessions as buyers might want. Yeah, so, I, I I said it one way and you didn't like it, but it was 
sellers aren't as motivated and and that's in the sense that okay once you put your home on the market yes you're motivated right and and you want to get it sold right and it, but it's just in the sense there's not this this urgency that we've seen in in other times right people i mean i don't know if in other times people who weren't that motivated to sell put their house on the market good point but i mean there are reasons people need to sell their houses right now and it's the typical reasons you know people in the past didn't just put it on the market cuz they felt like it they had a reason they needed to sell their house yeah but yeah. now I think, you know, people are um, holding off if they can versus if they really have to be in a different state or they really have to upsize to accommodate their family or whatever. It still makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that came up this week or I just I just wanted to highlight was the Case Shelter Home Price Index came out. And that's, you know, kind of the the gold standard of of home price indexes for the the nation. And they look they look at a couple of different ways. They look at a 10 year uh, or 10 year, 10 city and they look at a 20 city and then they look at the national. And in the short of it was year over year, home prices are up about six percent in in the whole country. Yeah. Now, the thing that's interesting about that is we we did have a pullback from summer through winter last year. You know, prices came down. But now, you know, again, through the spring, and I think this was probably through August. Maybe through second quarter. Maybe it was July. I don't remember now. I don't have it in front of me. But Maybe through July. That yeah. would make sense. They have that big lag. Anyway, the the prediction of the, the housing crash that I heard a lot of back in the winter, um, yeah, that, that, that didn't turn out which, so well. Which for, you for didn't. People. No, I never you subscribed. Never to that. subscribed. No. So I want to go back to prices, Tigo. We talked about that in August, the homes that sold were 7.7% higher than last August, right? right? But what we didn't talk about was prices. And I, I think it's interesting because we see a lot of headlines with average price, median price, Zillow price, whatever price. And I kind of want to go back to that. So okay. the average price through um, August of homes sold is 420000 Correct. Right? But the median of homes sold is three hundred and sixty. Correct. So I think for a lot of people, that's that's a huge disparity, right? That's sixty thousand dollars difference between average and median. And then there's this thing out there that sometimes gets quoted, and is the Zillow home price value. Home home value, home value home, index. Home value index. H V I, I think, is what they call it. Or so Z H V I is their abbreviation. Zillow, Zillow home, home value, value index. index. So Zillow Home Value Index says 322 for our area. 322,000 is the value of homes. But that's not homes that are on the market or sold. That's all homes. Correct. So that's right. all the homes in our area. They're saying the average value is 322,000. So there's a lot of confusing numbers out there. More of a reason to call us when you need real estate help. Well, and, and you know, that's why I really started being the guy that works on housing market data for Albuquerque because I was so frustrated with some of the way things get reported and in, in the inaccuracies that, that we would see. And, right. and yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways to slice and slice, slice and dice the data. You know what they say, what, what do they say about statistics? There's, uh, anyway, um, the, yeah, they, there's lies, there's dang lies and there's and statistics. There's, and then there's my way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just made that up. Yeah. So let's talk about price reductions. Yes. So it's that time of year. The question is, are we seeing a lot of price reductions in home prices of homes that have been on the market? Well, and the, the answer is 
based uh, historically. <laughs> compa- yeah, com- well, compared to earlier in the year, yes, we are. But it's normal that this time of year we see more price reductions. Right. So, so yes, we're seeing more price reductions, but it's it's typical for this time of year. Yeah, if people you look might, seasonally. You, people might be surprised to hear that thirty five percent of all the homes that are active on the market these are homes that are for sale Un- unsold houses Un- unsold that's a great but way on the market it. but on the market have had a price reduction 35 percent. thank you for that stat i figured you'd have a stat for that of course so good um, well in in the thing i i think that the takeaway is you know again we do have this kind of slow down this time of year and and somebody maybe you know got their house priced a little bit ahead of the market and uh, are, are now having to adjust yeah so Let, let's talk about that, Tracy. Home pricing. Where, where, when somebody lists their home for sale, you know, where does the price come from? Because I've heard people say, "Well, my uh, the realtor listed it for X, or the realtor said it's you know this is the price." It's like, well, where does that number come from? How how do we decide what a home should be listed for? That's a really good question, and it kind of puts it on the spot because the realtor, as in me, you you know, we should be supplying the good data to the client to help them make a good decision of where we should market the whole package of their home. Price is one part of that, right? Mm -hmm. But what we're looking for is what an appraiser would appraise the home for and what a buyer's willing to pay. So we're looking at relevant sales in the area, relevant properties that are on the market that would help us understand what the home could sell for. Yeah, and so, it's just like positioning any other product into a market. So, like, let's say you you come up with a new widget, and you're you got to go look at the other widgets and see, you know, what they're priced at and how they compare and what the features are of that widget versus your widget. What are the features, and yeah. why why will yours stand out at this price versus what price they're selling it at, and what are the differentiating pieces to that widget? And and the difference that we deal with is now not only that. We have to have an appraiser come in after we've come to terms on a on a, on a, on a price, and the appraiser has to, to verify that that is a fair price or a correct price. So I'm going to add to that. So an appraiser isn't required on every transaction. Even if there's a loan, they're not always required. Sometimes there's an appraisal waiver. Well, there's still, I got to, I got to correct you on that. Okay, I got to push back on that. Cash That's, purchase, they don't ask cash, for an appraisal. Yes, but if, if there's a loan, there's going to be some sort of value verification. It may not be a full appraisal. I, I know what you meant. It, there, there's not going to be somebody come out to the house and measure the house and do all that. No, they're, they're a desktop appraisal, as they call it. Right. Yeah. So somebody's looking at the data going, yeah, we're good with that. Because really, appraisers, uh, the appraisal is there to justify to the lender of those funds that it's a good loan for them to make. The house is worth what the buyer wants to pay and they're safe on making that loan to this borrower because they don't really know the borrower's financial situation. They just want to make sure the house is worth what the buyer wants to pay for it. And to add to that, I think a lot of people assume that it's a shot in the dark. The appraiser doesn't know the sale price. The appraiser knows the sale price. The appraiser gets a copy of the contract. All they're trying to do is go, yes, this is good. So people are always like, well, what did it appraise for? And you're like, well, it appraised for sale price. And they think, wow, that's amazing. It came in right at sale price. I'm like, no, it's not. 
The appraiser knew what the sale price was. Don't worry. They know all the terms. They know the concessions and they, they can decide if it makes sense. Um, so that was all a sidebar there. No, that's, it's great. Um, so, so where do prices come from on how we decide what to list a house at? We work with the owner of the property. We get data from other properties that we call um, not really comparable, but relevant because a lot of them are different, but we have to weigh the features and benefits, the location. I mean, literally it's how does it show? How, how does it smell? How's the yard? How do the neighbor's houses look? How does, how does the photography come out? How, how are the trees? You know, there's a lot of things that go into how one property compares to another property. And then we come together on what, what the marketing plan is and the pricing for that property. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's part science and there's definitely part, you know, experience and totally. instinct and understanding what's going on in the market. Um, yeah. And, and also understanding the criteria appraisers use to, to put a value on it. Cause they do have very strict criteria that they have to use to stay within the Fannie and Freddie yes. guidelines. Yes, so, they do. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tracy, I, I wanted to just switch real quick because I, I, I came across something I thought was really interesting. Um, it's on the abq.org website. That's the used to be Albuquerque Economic Development website. Now it's called Area. I forget what the acronym is off the top of my head. Sorry. Sorry, you guys. I, I don't remember. Um, but the, there's a, a, a place where it's abq.org slash cost dash of dash living. So it's abq.org cost of living, right? You could just Google cost it. Cost slash dash dot. And, okay. And what they do is they compare, you know, this is something you and I talk about, especially with housing, but just, you know, home, home affordability. But how does Albuquerque compare with other markets? And they've got a little calculator on there and, and you can put it in there. And so what I did is I put $100,000 and I live in Tucson, Arizona. Okay, I earn that you earn a hundred thousand a year. I earn a hundred thousand a year. What can you buy in Tucson? And and then how would that how would that hundred thousand dollar buying power in in Tucson compare to that hundred thousand dollar buying power in Albuquerque? But what it means is, in Albuquerque, you would only need to earn eighty nine thousand dollars to get the same value, if you will. Of a house, the uh, same uh, not, type not of- Not house, no, 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 this total cost of living. Total oh, cost okay. of living, total cost of living. So, you know, cause we get compared to Tucson a lot and you and I always say, it's like, you know, housing is more affordable in Albuquerque than in Tucson, right? And, but then there's other markets like San Antonio, we're very, very similar, right? Um, El Paso, our cost of living is less in El Paso, similar sized community. Um, but wages are quite a bit less there. So there's, there's that, that balance So you'd have well. to earn more in Albuquerque compared to El Paso. To El Paso. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was just interesting. That would then, be fun. I, I want to get on that later and put some cities in there. I would recommend anybody in, in the Albuquerque area, jump on that abq.org website. They've got some really, they've got a whole presentation about the area, what's going on, you know, what makes Albuquerque great. Obviously their job is to promote the Albuquerque community, the greater Albuquerque area to businesses, right? And, and bring in economic development into our community, which they've done a pretty good job. They've had some really big wins 
in the last few years, um, you know, Intel being obviously one of the big ones. Wow. Well, you know, from our office, we can practically see all the cranes up there. I love driving by and just seeing all the cranes and knowing all the jobs that it's creating just to get their uh, tools up to speed for what they're planning to use it for. It's just great. You know, the other one is the, the Maxian solar that, that just got announced. So that's a big solar manufacturing facility. That's going to be at, um, Mesa del Sol. That's a huge dollar amount to invest and build that. Billion dollar investment. Billion dollar investment. We used to talk about million dollars. Now we're talking billions. I know. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. So anyway, abq.org, highly recommend it if you want to just kind of pick around and learn about the community you live in. Because a lot of us, you know, sometimes we miss that. We forget how great it is here. Yeah. And talking on the TV about Albuquerque, I was prepared to say, all the reasons we love New Mexico. Didn't get to say that. Tigo, you know, we're getting close to the end of our show. We need to talk about ways people can find homes for sale. Um, you know, we usually feature homes of the week. We have a variety of open houses on our website. They're a whole list, not just the houses Venturi Realty Group represents, but everything that's in MLS is having open houses coming up. So go to our website, welcomehomeabq.com, to the open house tab. Um, it's probably under home, uh, buying the buying tab or yeah. Yeah. And then also it's, oh, searches, it's under searches, it's yeah. under searches, open houses. Yeah. Yeah. So they're there. Um, there's a lot of featured properties. If you're interested in going and taking a look inside, give us a ring four four eight eighty eight eighty eight. Like Tigo said at the top of the hour, we have a lot of great realtors on our team. We can help get you set up with somebody to make sure you're well taken care of. And we certainly appreciate all you listeners all these years. And if there's something you want us to talk about, give us a call. We'd love to chat and take care of that topic. Yeah, we we always get different questions that come up all the time. And we had a question about, uh, you know, what is title insurance and, and why do I need it? And we'll do a deep dive on that uh, one week. But I think, uh, you know, sometimes people will just be like, well, it's title insurance. What's it? What's this? What's this And it's all about? expensive when yeah. you're selling a house. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we will do a deep dive on that. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. We're always here. Happy to talk real estate and, uh, you know, you can get on Twitter or some of those other YouTube sites and find the CNBC power lunch episode. And, um, I'll try not to be too embarrassed. I've got it on our Facebook. I've ah. got it on my Twitter. So yeah, you can find it all. And it's uh-huh. on our, and our Facebook business page. It's, uh, just, just search Venturi group on Facebook. You'll find us. I haven't rewatched it yet because it was like all these questions came out of left field that they hadn't prepared me for. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.